Good morning. Good afternoon. I'm not sure. Whatever time it is, wherever you're at, hope you're having a wonderful day. Good morning, Angie. You're dancing in Canada to that intro, and we are are dancing here in in Kansas and Connecticut uh, to it as well, and, and having a good good time this morning. Uh, we got a little bit different lineup going today. Angie, as you can see, is in Canada, and so we got Lisa on with us. We're really excited uh, here with us from Connecticut. So, thanks for being on with us. Appreciate you uh, stepping in. So, all right, we are continuing our um, key holder series. This is the um, last week with that, and and we are talking about roles and responsibilities today. And I, I love the uh, the the caption to the the social media post that, that Angie had uh, put together. It says, "Authority without burden goes unfelt. Once you've identified your call and metron, be sure not to shirk the burden." Jesus said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light from Matthew eleven thirty, 30. It says light, but not missing. It's the father's will that we need to be yoked in order to give our authority impact. And that is absolutely true. The authority without uh, the burden just really doesn't, doesn't mean a whole lot. And um, so I, I love that caption. And that's, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Roles and responsibilities, uh, Pepper and Lisa have some some unique things that that God has been putting on their hearts uh, when talking about this, and so I, I'm really excited uh, to to get going with this. So uh, I'm going to throw it over to you, Pepper, to to get us going. Okay, um, I'll just kind of be brief and open it up and see where Holy Spirit directs it, bats it to you, Lisa. <laughs> but I woke up this morning with just light. And that's, he uh, gave me that scripture. I had to look it up. It's Psalm 119, 130. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll get a drink here. But it says the unfolding or the entrance of your words give light and imparts understanding to the simple. And, you know, we're speaking of responsibilities, burden that comes with responsibility and that's a responsibility we all really share is that, you know, Holy Spirit is saying you have the responsibility every time you open the word, every time you read the word to let it examine you. And I think what he's saying is we need to be more intentional to let that word examine us because we read for so many different purposes. You know, we read to study we read for encouragement, we read for impartation, we read for pleasure, we read, you know, for comfort, you know, when the bottom's falling out of everything, we read. So, and all those things are good and, and use it for those purposes. But every time we read it, we have the responsibility to read it with the lens that I'm letting this word examine me. And I know for myself, sometimes when we feel like, you know, life, life goes like this, but sometimes when it goes like this, you know, you take a short breather and you forget to let the word examine you, you know? So that's what's on my heart today. Yeah. Yeah. You have to really be intentional with it. And if the intentionality isn't there to let it examine you, uh, it can just kind of go anywhere. Like what you're talking about, all the different reasons you may go and read the word 
Uh, but what what is that unto? And if it's not unto allowing it to examine you and and bring something out, then then we're kind of missing out. And yeah, there's a big responsibility there to to take on to allow that to examine you. And I, I really love that. Thank you for for bringing that out. And Lisa, what you were were talking about before we came on fits right in with this. Yeah, well, and I love what you like just considering that what you're sharing about like letting the word examine us. Like when we do that, it's it's a way and an opportunity for to for us to be able to have vision to see the impurities or the ways that we've you know let mm-hmm. things in or doors open. So it's a way to actually allow the Lord to lighten our burden. Like mm-hmm. focusing on the word to examine us is a way, yeah, to to let um, Him come in and reveal those places that need lifting off. So I just think that's, that's really cool. It just came to, came to me when you were talking. Um, But where I felt like considering the roles and responsibilities, where I felt like the Lord kind of directed me to was just, and this is, you know, we can get caught up in like, what's, you know, what are my specific responsibilities, my roles or considering like the fivefold, like we can get really caught up in that. And I felt like what the Lord was showing me, like, this is, this is um, in this, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Um, uh, one of an expert in the law stood up and said, "Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life?" And he said, "Love the Lord your, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself." And um, he pushed Jesus more, further, and he said who is my neighbor? And then, you know, you're, everyone's familiar with the story of that basically um, lists all the people that didn't help. And then the Samaritan did help. And it says the one who showed mercy to him and Jesus says, go and do the same. And so I just think that's um, just something that we all have a responsibility to do, which is to love our neighbor as ourself to, to love one another. Um, You know, whether, you know, no matter the situation, whether, you know, your, your neighbor, you can't, you don't like him, whatever it is, like he, he does things to irk you, you know, keeps you up all night. We still have a responsibility to love and, and serve them. And so to me, that's just something that, that doesn't, no one's excused from that. That is a responsibility for all of us to love our neighbor. And um, so that's just what I, I felt or the Lord uh, led me to that part of scripture in that story. Yeah, that's, that's really good. You know, we, we've been commanded to, to love our neighbor as ourself. And, and, and so that, that actually, the, it, it rings true. We, we have a big responsibility there. Yes, we have a responsibility to love well. That's really good. I, I, I love, I love what we're, we're bringing out here in, in different ways to see responsibility because we all have our own unique perspective that we're going to bring to the idea of, of what your role is in the kingdom and what responsibility you carry, what, what burden is it that, that you have uh, that comes along with the authority you've been given. Um, and, and, you know, we're talking about uh, authority that comes along with, with sonship here uh, with, with citizenship in the kingdom, with all the different uh, uh, callings that are out there. You know, and and the assignments that come along with those each has an authority that's given to us, and 
And we have to recognize and understand that there is a burden that comes along with each of those that uh, a burden of responsibility that we carry. And so I, I love that you guys are, are bringing some different uh, perspective to that. And, and I really appreciate it. Uh, one of the things that uh, God was talking to me about when, when I look at this is thinking about uh, the, the perspective of, of authority and burden that comes along with, with being a leader, with leadership and how there's often a, a wrong idea about what leading means. Uh, and it's a wrong idea of that, that really says leaders just sit around, make decisions and uh, have people do things for them. You know, it, it's kind of uh, um, like somebody sitting on their throne and, and directing and, you know, whatever. We know it's a wrong idea. Um, uh, and it, it's, it's also a wrong idea that they're just, just holding people accountable for their actions, but they don't really do any work. They don't have any of their own uh, accountability or anything. And, and this desire uh, to lead in this manner, it, it really doesn't understand what leadership is. And, 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 you know, leadership is often looked at in uh, uh, a hierarch- hierarchical way of, of, you know, we've talked about it on here as like a pyramid. And the uh, uh, people often view that pyramid with the leader being at the top, at the, the, the pinnacle of that thing. When in reality, they, they are the foundation. The leaders are, are the ones that uh, are, are carrying the burden. They, they have uh, uh, the weight to bear, but they are at the bottom. They're, they're the foundational piece. And that's a, a responsibility that we have uh, um, when you step into, when you look at, at, at all of the things we've been talking about throughout the keyholder series, when you step in and you take on the role as keyholder of the kingdom, that comes with a, a, a big responsibility and you're going to be carrying a, a bigger burden. And, and so there's more weight to carry. And if, if we don't understand this in a way that is, is somewhat practical and, and knowing that um, leadership is, and, and responsibility is, is not about sitting at the top and, and just having everybody do stuff for you. You are the one that's responsible and carrying the burden there. And you wouldn't want your most uh, uh, junior people uh, at the bottom carrying uh, the burden of responsibility that they they aren't equipped for. You wouldn't want to put them in a role that they're not uh, equipped to handle. And, and that's that's a lot of what God has been talking to me about. This is is understanding that as a a holder of the keys to the kingdom of heaven, uh, this is this is a role, and it comes with. A responsibility to know that that there is a, a burden to um, release on on the earth and and that will be released in heaven bind on earth and that's bound in heaven and, and that's a big responsibility that that we all carry in the role of of keyholder and so uh, I, I just I just know that that's a, that is a weighty thing. And God's really been, been showing me like, yes, we've been talking about this. Don't forget, you know, we've got all these nice titles, but the series is key holder. He's unfolding for us throughout all of these things, talking about calling, talking about uh, uh, testimony and, and Metron and uh, all of these things to, to get us into 
an idea and understanding and being able to pull out of of this the our responsibility as key holders. Pepper, um, you can jump oh. in on this. Oh, go ahead, Lisa, if you've got okay, something. Okay, yeah. Um, when you were just sharing, I just kind of had a picture about how you're sharing, like, you know, the people in the pyramid, you know, they're actually on the bottom. They're the ones lifting everything up. And considering we all have keys, right? Like Jesus gave us the keys back. But there's lots of people that don't realize that. They don't know their authority. They don't know their role. They don't know that. And so it's just kind of a cool picture of the people like, you know, in senior leadership, like part of their responsibility is going and opening that door for other people to raise other people up, to, to open the door, to, to reveal who they are, what are their gifting, what are their strengths, what, what are their responsibilities. So I just, yeah, I just wanted to share that. It's just like a cool picture of that's part of what, what you do is to reveal identity and and to open the door that for other people so that they can then see like oh i have a set of keys too mm-hmm. and and just that kind of picture of of yeah of the expansion of the kingdom is us opening doors for one another and so then and letting them see like oh i have keys for the people that don't know that they yeah. have keys so yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly what, right uh, and that's that's uh, a great thing and we've talked about um, you know, in, in deliverance, once you are delivered through something and you come out the other side and recognize that you have victory there, you get to now take that and unlock it for others. That is a great picture, Lisa, uh, of that. You you have absolutely have the authority and the responsibility to now go unlock other people. Pepper. Yeah. And it's, it's to that modeling that you guys are talking about. It's, it's a, uh, you know, being a teacher, even when we're not verbally using our words to teach, you know, that's, that's what a lot of leadership is just like being a parent, you know, it's not real formal, but when you're a parent, you're constantly teaching whether you're aware of it or not. And that's how it is, you know, with leadership and, you know, like that responsibility Lisa was talking about, really, she's saying to be his hands and his feet, you know, like Jesus said, um, you know, when I was in the hospital, you didn't come see me. When I was in jail, you didn't come visit me. And they were like, what? You weren't in the hospital. You weren't in jail. What are you talking about? <laughs> and he said, well, when you didn't do it to the least of these, that's how you treated them is how you treated me. So that is another big responsibility, you know, in leadership and role modeling and, you know, Jesus is the light of the world. We know that. So therefore, we have that responsibility to be the light of the world and to let that light of the world in examine us. Because if we if it doesn't start with us, if we're if we don't let that light examine us as key holders and good leaders, then it's not gonna flow outward and downward, you know, because mm-hmm. we know the scripture says that judgment begins with the house of God. So the judgment has, we have to set that precedence for those who are watching us that we don't even know are watching us, you know, and how many times I'm sure we've all experienced this. People come up and say things about us that positive things that we didn't know we were even exuding light because we just walk around as light (laughs) and salt, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really like that. Um, 
And the, I want to share the scripture if I can. Um, okay. It's it's Luke eleven thirty three. It's I'll start at thirty three, and it says, "No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand." so that those who enter may see the light. And Lisa, you said something about when I first opened up about uh, letting the word examine us, you talked about open doors. And I thought that was so good because it talks about your eye is the lamp of your body. And the eye is one of those gates, you know, one of those gates where things enter in. And so the eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. And so Mm -hmm. we can look at that personally for ourselves and we can look at it for the body of Christ or corporate body that we're leading. So if, 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 if we as the leaders are full of light, then those we lead are going to be full of light. The whole body is going to be full of light. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. So we have to be intentional about doing it ourselves and modeling that, you know, we're taking in the light, we're letting it examine us too. So that, you know, because I, it, it, it sounds kind of ironic or kind of funny to me, but it is true that light and darkness can dwell in the same place within us. That's why he said, be careful that the light in you doesn't become darkness. So Mm. that's so good. So good. Uh, I'm, I'm loving this. And I love what you're, you were talking about there of teaching through action. You know, we're always teaching constantly uh, uh, modeling. And I love the term that you use role modeling because we're talking about roles and responsibilities. We need to be modeling what our role is as kingdom citizens, as sons and daughters of the king to those future generations coming up because we we can't uh, stay immature forever. We need to be growing up. We need to be transitioning through the stages, becoming those mothers and fathers that we need so greatly to, to bring up those, that next generation of, of, leaders of kingdom citizens. And so uh, we, even when you think you are, aren't teaching, you know, you are yeah. you're, you're modeling the, the roles you're, you're uh, showing the, um, uh, the future generations, what it means to, to be a citizen, you know, and, and really uh, taking the responsibility seriously and carrying that, that burden uh, mm-hmm. of, of the authority that we have as citizens. And, this this is kind of making me think back to uh, when I was in the army. You know, we would get uh, get a mission or or a task to do, and as a leader, I had a team that uh, would would help get the things done, and I could delegate tasks or or smaller missions to them, and give them authority to to carry it out. Something as simple as going and doing maintenance on a vehicle. This needs to be done. Um, you're the driver. So you're responsible for this. Take these guys down and and make it happen. They're there to help you. So he has the authority to go execute that mission. However, the responsibility as the team leader still falls with me. Mm -hmm. And so when we we talk about responsibility and we talk about leading, 
you can you can delegate authority to someone to do something, but the responsibility is still with you. You you can't delegate responsibility, and so I, I think that's something to that's important for us to to be reminded of and and understand that uh, the responsibility that God gives you, the burden to carry with that calling that He is He's presenting before you. Uh, it, it's there for a reason, you know, that, that is yours yeah. and, and you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to pass that off to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is a grace there for you to carry that burden to, to walk out that responsibility, but it is yours. And, and, and we know that um, like Angie put in that caption that I talked about at the beginning, the authority without burden goes unfelt. Yeah. Right. So, so there, there is a, a responsibility there that, that makes that authority uh, uh, felt and, and real. Pepper, do you have anything to add there? Well, as you were talking about how the ultimate responsibility falls on you, <laughs> um, I, I heard something come uh, to my mind being responsible for the zeros. <laughs> and what I mean by that, you know, when I when I was very young and I, and I was going to nursing school, you know, they taught us when we got in our pharmacology section, you know, they were teaching us how to read doctor's orders, which you know how doctors write. So <laughs> that's a whole, should be a whole course in itself. But <laughs> <laughs> they were teaching us our responsibility as, uh, as a nurse and as a leader. And so even our responsibility, even, as pertain to the doctor and sometimes leadership seems really unfair, but it is what it is. And what I mean by that, they taught us that, you know, if the doctor prescribes a drug and he says, you know, give a thousand milligrams of X and you look at the order and you realize I've never seen this given in a thousand milligrams. I've seen it given in a hundred milligrams this is odd, but he's a doctor. So, and you give the thousand milligrams and it's a med error and someone gets affected by that, the responsibility, even though you didn't write the order, you, you know, mm-hmm. you gave it, you had a responsibility to go back, call the doctor, look, you know, call another professional in, look in the drug book and see, is it common to give this drug in a thousand milligrams? So it's like, checking all the zeros was what came to my mind when you said that it, you know, it seems unfair, but that is one of the burdens of responsibility and leadership. So, yeah. I like that. Be responsible for the zeros, making sure that we are, are looking at the details and, mm-hmm. and checking things. Yes. That, that's, it is a sobering reality to, to know that, uh, that we are responsible for the zeros, but uh, there, there's an exciting aspect uh, of, of me in that sobering reality is the fact mm-hmm. that, that we're trusted. We mm-hmm. are, are trusted by the creator of all things Amen. to, to carry that. And, mm-hmm. and, and we're not carrying it alone. We know that uh, right from the start, we read uh, that scripture uh, from Matthew eleven thirty. his yoke is easy and he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, it, it's it's mm-hmm. still there, though. They're, they're still there. But he is with you, uh, helping you, you shoulder the burden 
and and you're trusted. You are are, are trusted to be able to to carry that and and do what needs to be done. And we know the great physician doesn't make mistakes, does he? No, he doesn't. We, we can, can trust his, his orders. <laughs> yeah, we, we can read his writing. <laughs> Lisa? Um, I was just thinking about when you said about the zeros and, and the orders of the doctor and just considering, like, that's part of the issue with, with the church is like, oh, you know, it's the pastors up there. You know, we have this, like, feed mentality. And it's like, oh, well, well, he said that, where it's like, we all have the responsibility to check the zeros that, that yeah. it's not just one person that we all carry that weight. We all carry that role um, to, you know, that we need to take it off and put it back on. Like we should be wanting to carry that burden and to, to reach others, to bring freedom, healing, um, all of those things. Um, and then also uh, Angie wrote, when you reveal it was up, but what you reveal while not talking is the loudest message we release. And that just reminded me of uh, Pepper's challenge on Sunday, which was if you couldn't talk, if you couldn't use words, how would you still, you know, to um, step in and do the, do be who God called you to be without using words. And I just thought that was really powerful. I mean, me personally, considering like, how would I still show love to others? How would I still encourage others if I couldn't use my words? And so, yeah, I just, I just think that that's um, just so challenging and yeah, just, just really great things to consider. Lisa, you use the term feed mentality. <laughs> and I really like that term because, you know, we've set up these, these people on the platform and and we have taken on that that mindset of just being fed. We have no responsibility. We have no ownership in it when we we take on that mindset. And and I'm glad you use that term. I, I love that because you know if, if you aren't growing in ownership continually, uh, you, you're flat. You're stagnant. There's nothing nothing going. So so how are you how are you progressing without ownership, without uh, responsibility, without burden? that you're carrying. Yeah. So I love that you, you brought that out and that uh, you're talking about what is it uh, that, that you would still be doing if you couldn't speak, if you couldn't, um, if you couldn't demonstrate in a way that you normally would uh, whatever your calling is and, and authority and responsibility, how would you do that? You yeah. know, that that's, that's something that, uh, if the platform person isn't there, who's going to take ownership and 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 step up and and yeah. carry responsibility? Yeah, so. and part of the part of the point of food, like the reason why we eat, is to nourish our bodies to give us energy to go into action. Mm-hmm. So if we're not doing that, if we're just sitting there and we're just eating and eating, we're just going to, sorry, be like, you know, obese Christians just sitting around not doing anything. Like that's. The point of food is to give us fuel to go out and do. Yes, that's so good. So good. And I love that that you talked about food because another scripture I was looking up, I was looking up uh, the Lord's Supper and where well, I've got the scripture. Let's see. Um, here in First uh, Corinthians 11, I think it starts about 27. 
and because I was, the Lord was talking to me about examining ourselves. And he says, uh, therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself. So I felt like what the Lord was saying there, you know, when we let that light come in, uh, then we cause that light to become darkness because light is bread. And if Mm -hmm. we eat it unworthily and if we eat it without the proper examination or if we eat it and it's always for somebody else, oh, this is a good word to get on so straight, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and we're not eating it to examine ourselves, you know. Or, you know, just taking it in unworthy, we, we, we understand some of what that metaphor means, but it says, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. So that letting the word come in and, and examine us, it's good. You know, if it chastises us, that's good because you can get your spanking, move on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah. I love that because light is bread. And that's what mm-hmm. you're doing when the entrance of his word comes in. He's trying to get bread to you, you know. That's I love you brought it back around to light and examination and mm-hmm. and reading through these and allowing it to examine us first. Before we want to turn and direct it to somebody else, you know, <laughs> yeah. take, the, take the plank out of your own eye first, right? <laughs> right. You know. right. Uh, Lisa, do you have any final thoughts you want to share? Um, well, I just considering that where you're just sh- sharing like this insensitivity is why many of you are weak, chronically ill, and some are even dying. And just considering that in the same when considering just having that platform person, like that's why there's so many because, you know, we're not out there doing the things we're not out there in action. Whereas if we were all operating fully, then we, there wouldn't be people who were weak, chronically ill or dying because we would all be sharing in the responsibility to go raise this, uh, raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out demons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it takes on, it takes on a greater responsibility when we look at and think about our Metron, our, our mm-hmm. sphere of influence that we are, uh, allowing to to shape us and that we are shaping through our our own actions yeah is is if there are any uh, amongst that metron that you see are sick and dying are you just going to allow them to die right probably not at least i would hope not and you're going to take action right and so I, I love that you you brought that out pepper well we know that It's important to judge ourselves. Mm -hmm. And one reason it is because we are, we do have a responsibility to judge others. And I don't care what the world says, no matter what you say, they say, you can't judge me. You can't judge me. That is not what Romans says. It says, make Mm -hmm. a righteous, excuse me. It says to make a righteous judgment. And what Paul was talking about before you make that judgment, make sure you're not guilty of the same thing that you're judging of. So if, if I'm judging and saying, hey, you can't commit adultery, am I stealing? 
that's an unrighteous judgment. So I need to make sure again that that light in me is not darkness. And then I can see the get the plank out of your eye. So we're judging ourselves so that we can learn how to righteously judge others, not so we can just never make a judgment. That, you know, if scripture says we're going to judge angels, then we need a little practice on judging, <laughs> you know, and, and that, you know, that uh, culture of the world, that spirit of the age that says no matter what I do, you can't have a judgment or opinion. That's just so demonic, you know. So I say, you know, let, let's, let's let the word, the light judge us. Let's eat his bread worthily. And then, you know, we'll be equipped. The training that you were talking about, Lisa, we'll be equipped to do all the work of the gospel, all the work of the ministry, you know, and we can ascend with clean hands and a pure heart. And that's, yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> that's my story. I'm yeah. sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and if we are going to be able to to get to that point where where we can judge righteously uh, 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 amongst ourselves, we have to be unoffendable in, in yeah. a sense that uh, we don't let it uh, point us and steer us into a place where we are holding it against others. Because uh, offense can serve you. It can absolutely serve you for good because God can stir things up. In, in that that judgment we that righteous judgment we see coming from from others and and it's not to to condemn or or convict you but to to bring something out of you that he wants to to eliminate out of you and he can he can pour in more and and better so i i love that you brought that up about judgment thank you pepper pepper will you give us uh an empowering declaration of prayer uh, about our authority and, and role and responsibility, please. Okay, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Father, I declare in the name of Jesus that we are well equipped. <laughs> mm -hmm. I declare that we are not getting ready. We are ready. And I declare that you are catapulting us, that you are launching us off of this pad and we are about to explode with light <laughs> we are prisms of light and your light is going to hit our prism and the world is going to see a vast array of colors and uniqueness and creativity and love and good works from the body of christ that have been unprecedented up until this point. And so we receive your light into our bodies. We let you examine us. And then we let you exude your light from us in whatever way, shape, color, form, fashion that you choose. Just make us your prisms. And mm -hmm. we just thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, we may look like a misfit militia on the outside, but we are equipped, right? Amen. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you both for, for uh, sharing this morning. This has been a, a great conversation. Uh, if you're on live, I hope you've gotten a lot out of it. If you're catching up, throw, throw it in the comments. Let us know what, uh, what you've pulled out of this. Uh, really appreciate you guys being on uh, Friday morning. 
Life Up Here is going to be hosted this week by Lisa. Uh, you are not going to want to miss, miss this. I, I know the topic is, is Metron, but you know what? We'll see where Holy Spirit takes her. So I'm excited for it. I hope you are too. That'll be uh, Friday morning. Lisa, what time is that going to be? It's going to be um, 11 a.m. East Coast time. So that's 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I don't right. know about the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> 10 a.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. So it's going to be a little bit later than it normally would be. Uh, but uh, it's going to be worth it. It'll be worth the wait of a couple of hours. So, all right. Looking forward to that. You guys have a great week. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.